Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares. Good morning and welcome to today's episode of Property Talk on the Tyne. So today I wanted to discuss auction reserve prices. So it's one of those things that a lot of buyers out there are very uneducated on and I'm sure this will be more than helpful. So what is a reserve price? So the reserve price is the minimum price that a seller would be willing to accept from a buyer. Um, in an auction, the seller is not typically required to disclose this reserve price to potential buyers. And if the reserve price isn't met, then the seller is not required to sell the house, even at the highest bidder. So you will see in auctions, if a property doesn't meet the reserve price, the staff members come over and ask to have a chat with you privately. And then they'll look to put that offer forward to the owner. So just to talk you through kind of the differences between reserve prices and guide prices, first of all. So <clears throat> the reserve price is the minimum price that the vendor is prepared to take. And the guide price is the price that is used on all marketing materials to generate viewings, to generate offers, and to generate the interest that's eventually going to lead to a sale of the property. So the guide is your hook. That's the job to get you through the door. And the reserve price is the vendor's minimum acceptable figure. So you will find though in the Northeast that the reserve prices and the guide prices, they can differ in how they're set. So for example, when I worked at Pattinson's Estate Agents, one of the biggest agents in the Northeast, we used to have a rule whereby the guide price was set 20% below the reserve price. Now, Let's just talk about that one for a second. So the guide price on a property worth £100,000 would be guided at £80,000. Now, if you ask me, I think that's too big of a gap between the two figures, because if you're looking at a property on the market for £80,000, you know, arguably you could have you think looking at the details and thinking, well, maybe I could pay eighty five ninety for it, but you might actually have to pay as high as £100,000 for it. So Potentially, I think that the differences between the reserve and the guide price there are probably a little bit too big. And the understanding is that the 20% rules changed and they're maybe not setting the reserve prices as far from the guide as previously. But the second part of that to figure in is a lot of the Pattinson's properties that you would look to purchase actually have a bias premium. So you may see a guide price of 80000 but the minimum price that a vendor would need to accept, including the buyer's premium, would actually be £106,000. So around about 22 or 23% over guide, which for me, again, is too big a gap. So the other auction house in the northeast, you have I Am Sold and you have the agent's property auction. Now, if a property's reserve price was £100,000 with those auctions, you'd probably find that the guide prices would be something like 95 or 90 which for me is a lot closer to where they probably should be. They're a little bit less misleading maybe for buyers, you know, because the two prices aren't a million miles away from each other. And the second part of this is if the guide price is 90,000 and the best offer is 95, which is in the middle of the guide and the reserve, then there's a good chance that the vendor is going to come down from that £100,000 and probably take the 95 if that's the best offer they get come the auction because they'll have multiple people through the door They'll have multiple offers, hopefully. They'll have plenty of feedback from the agent. And they'll know that that's potentially the best price or the worst price that they could get. But with the Pattinson's approach and some other auction houses, there is other auction houses doing this, by the way, then if the 
offer was between the guide and the reserve. So the guide was 80 and the best offer was 90. I don't know if that you could really expect a vendor to come down 10,000 or even the buyer to come up by 10,000 plus the 6,000 buyer's premium. So the buyer's going to be expected in order to get an offer in between the guide and reserve to be offering around 16,000 above guide, which I think on a property of 80,000 might be a little bit of a stretch. So some auction houses have a rule of up to 20%, but the majority tend to set it as somewhere around about the 5 to 10% mark below the reserve price. Now, again, what you'll find is a vendor sets a reserve price. So if you look at this in another sense, if the, pro if the vendor wanted £100,000, they could put that property on the normal market for a price of one hundred and five or 110000 and look to take a lower offer. And that's traditionally been the way that a lot of people would sell their houses. But you're going to have a view in here, you're going to have a view in there, you might get a cheeky offer while that's all going on. And if the property doesn't sell, you're probably going to drop it from 110 to 105. And then you're probably going to look to take that offer around about the 100 mark when it comes in. But with the auction, the reverse process is the case. So the aim is to speed up the number of viewings by setting a price that's enticing or that's pessimistic as opposed to optimistic. Uh, so the guide's 90,000. It's going to generate a lot more viewings than what an asking price of 110,000 would. And that's what's going to cut down the period of time between putting the property on the market and agreeing a sale with a buyer. Now, remember, if you reach the reserve price in an auction, you're going to be expected to pay the one, the buyer's premium, or two, a reservation fee or non-refundable deposit. And they're going to give you a fixed period of time on which to complete. And that's typically anywhere from 14 days up to 56. Now, what you will have to check in terms of the number of days is, is it working days or is it calendar days? Because there is a difference. And like you say, if you're given 28 working days, you're going to have the best part of six weeks to get that property completed. If it's 28 calendar days, you've got four weeks. So it is important, particularly if you're going to try and buy a property at auction using buy to let or a bridging finance or something along those lines. So remember, reserve prices, it's the price of vendors minimum going to accept. Now, one of the big things as well that you might say advertised a lot is you'll see a lot of properties with a reserve price of a pound. Now, genuinely, that is the case. The vendor has sat, set, that, set that as their minimum price, but you know for a fact it's not going to sell for that. So don't go bothering offering £10 or £50 or 100 because you're not going to get it. With that sort of approach, so if I talk you through an example, so we had a property back maybe 10 years ago in the centre of Annick. So the property had been in the market for 85000 It had sold for 82000 The sale had been progressing, and then it fell through. The property went back on the market at eighty five again, and at that, this time, sold for eighty. And then the sale fell through a second time. And the third sale actually fell through at £76,000. Now, what was frustrating for the owner there was they clearly had three buyers who wanted to buy that property. For one reason or another, it just didn't happen. So... What was frustrating, though, was this lady was living in a nursing home somewhere down the country and was essentially paying for two properties, one the care home, the second being a residential property where she used to live before she moved close to the family. So I just said to her on the phone, look, you know, Mrs. So-and-so, can I just check, do you actually need the money from the sale of this property? Because, you know, she was getting on later in life and she kind of had inclimated in the call that she maybe had a bit of money, so... 
it sounded though like this property was like a noose around her neck and it was a real, real stressful time for her because she felt like she was always in communication with the solicitors, the estate agents. And you know, it's hard when you're, you're living somewhere else in the country and your property's empty, particularly for such a long period of time, you know, there's risks of break-ins and things. So she was getting really frustrated at safe this year. So what I said to her was, well, look, why don't you just set a reserve of a pound? If that's the worst that it sells for, then all you owe is the auction fee. But at least it's off your head. I said, but the chances are what that reserve price of a pound is going to do is it's going to get every single person who is interested in a property in the centre of Annick, where yours is, through the door. And as a result of that, we're going to see competition between the buyers, and that's what's going to drive the price up. And if we can drive the price up, then that's when we're going to get you the best price possible anyway. And the property is going to sell for what it's worth. So she's never going to undersell it because we weren't going to take an offer before the auction. And there was never any intention to take an offer. We were going to sell this property in the auction room. And whereby we set out with a realistic reserve of a pound, which, you know, I would have gladly give her a pound for the property. We knew that very quickly as offers came in, we were going to be to step the reserve price up. So that come the auction night, we actually had a conversation with a lady to say, you've had something like 200 viewings on the property. So 10, 15 times more than the private market had achieved for her. And I think she had something like a, the best offer was 65000 So even her eyes, considering she had last sold it for in the 70s, she was probably prepared to take that because she was sick as a chip. She just wanted rid of it. But what happened was really good. So we didn't just have block viewings where we had multiple buyers who knew that there was other interested parties. We also ended up getting the local press involved. So that ended up going in the newspapers. It ended up on the 6 o'clock Northeast News. And that generated a shit ton of interest. And it meant come the auction room, we actually had around 35 registered buyers for that property. And I'm over the moon to say it actually ended up selling for 87000 So that competition between buyers actually achieved this lovely lady a price that you couldn't achieve three times previously on the normal market. But the great benefit was the buyer paid a non-refundable deposit. So where she had had three fall-throughs in the past, that wasn't going to happen this time. So take reserve prices with a pinch of salt is what I would say and offer what you feel the property's worth. If you get it, great. If you don't, you don't. But just be conscious that auction houses have a variation as to how they set it and there is a range between the guide and the reserve. And you have to make sure that you're aware of what kind of reserves the auctions are looking at. Now, if you're not aware and the staff aren't prepared to tell you, then what you can look at is look at the previous month's sold prices. They will gladly publish a list of that. You can go on EIG, Estates Interactive Gazette, I think it is, and you can get the actual sold prices. And you can check the catalogue guide prices against the sales prices. And you'll probably get a rough idea as to how far away those guides in the reserves are on the sold lots. So I hope you guys have enjoyed this. Auctions is something I absolutely love talking about. I spent a hell of a long time working in the auctions um, and selling auction properties. And now I'm lucky to be on the other side of the table where I'm buying them. So the role has reversed and I love it. I do. I really love auctions. So if you're interested in buying an auction or selling an auction, I'm more than happy to take a call and give you some advice. You know, if our agency can help you, then great. Or if you're looking for your next bargain, we are actually registering new buyers via my investment company at the moment. So feel free to give us an email. It's tony at fairs-estates.co.uk. 
And we've got some real good lots coming up in the next week. And we have a lot of unsold lots that we have our eye on where there's not really a great deal of interest. So if you're looking for your next bargain or your next investment, then give us a shout. And thank you ever so much for tuning in and have a great day. Bye-bye. Property Talk on the Tyne. Investment tips, stories and exciting guests with your host, Tony Fares.